This Lent at Kenilworth Union Church, we're preaching this sermon series called Lent in Plain Sight, Devotion in Ten Objects. We're looking at common objects like uh, dust and bread and coins and shoes, and today, thorns from Matthew chapter 27. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the governor's headquarters, and they gathered the whole cohort Around him they stripped him and put on a scarlet robe. And after twisting some thorns into a crown, they put it on his head. They put a reed in his right hand and knelt before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. They spat on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. After mocking him, they stripped him of the robe and put on his own clothes, and they led him away to crucify him. Pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. After Pontius Pilate proclaims Jesus innocent, but hands him over to the Roman soldiers for execution anyway, the Roman soldiers decide they're going to have a little fun with him. Jesus always thought of himself as the king of the Jews, so that's how they treat him. They put a royal cloak around his shoulders and put this thin reed in his hand to mimic a shabby scepter and weave together some thorns into a wreath to put on his forehead to counterfeit a king's golden crown. And once the soldiers have had their fun with Jesus, they shuffle him off to Golgotha for crucifixion. Now one good thing about a sermon series called Lent in Plain Sight is that the preacher, at least, gets to come to know a lot more about ordinary objects that he thinks he knew a lot about already. For instance, thorns. The rock group, Poison, famously said, every rose has its thorn, but technically it's not true. Roses have prickles, not thorns. And if you want to know the difference between a prickle and a thorn, go ask the biology teacher at Nutrier also discovered this splendid plant with the brilliant red flower called Christ plant or Christ thorn and an equally menacing starfish called the crown of thorns starfish. I also found out that there's a soccer team called the Thorns. You probably already knew this, but it was news to me. The women's soccer team in Portland, Oregon is called the Thorns. And when I asked Google why a group of self-respecting, accomplished athletes would call themselves the Thorns, Google gave me a very rational answer. It's because Portland, Oregon is known as the Rose City, and so its soccer team is its bristling defenders who can draw blood. In 2019, the Portland Thorns broke a record for attendance at a women's soccer game in a match against the North Carolina Courage. They drew 25,218 fans. That piece of information is worthless, but at least it's free. (laughs) The holiest relics in Christendom, of course, are the body parts of saints and any object which was used during Christ's passion and death. And so, for instance, the holiest relic in Christendom is the Holy Grail, the cup Jesus used for His Last Supper, or maybe the Holy Lance, the spear the centurion used to pierce his side when he was on the cross. Maybe you've seen Wagner's Parsifal. And, of course, the crown of thorns. 
Since about the year 400, the Christian church has thought it has found and maintains the original crown of thorns that Jesus wore on his last day. Now, over the centuries, it's made its way across the length and breadth of the Holy Roman Empire, but since the French Revolution, it has been sheltered at the Cathedral of Notre Dame in Paris, where it lived safely until April 15, 2019, when the Paris Fire Brigade famously rescued it at the last possible instant. Today, it is safe within the Louvre. Over the years, if you were the bishop who was custodian of the original crown of thorns and you wanted to do a favor for a fellow bishop, you would snap off one of the thorns of that original crown and give it to your fellow bishop. So that today, over 20 Christian congregations, Christian churches in the United States and in Europe claim to have an original thorn from the crown of thorns that Jesus wore on his last day, including the Cathedral of St. Peter's in Trier, Germany, the oldest church in Germany, started around the year 400, and of course, the namesake for New Trier Township and New Trier High School. Well, so what? Good question. You know, the thing about that crown of thorns is that when the soldiers placed that spiky tiara on Jesus' forehead, they were using it not so much as an instrument of torture as an instrument of humiliation. I suppose it hurt a little bit, but primarily it was an instrument of mo- They thought they were being funny. One New Testament scholar says sometimes the cruelest thing, things happen in gestures and in words when we are trying to be funny. The obese boy at high school or the social misfit in the classroom, or the oddball on the playground. And when Jesus wears that crown of thorns, he's taking all of these experiences into himself and standing in their place. Because we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but is tested in every respect as we are. And I don't know which side of the bullying equation you stand on, if you're the bully or the bullied, but if you're a person of some power and stature this morning, you might want to think about how you treat the smaller and the weaker. For instance, the most powerful white men in America, mansplaining to a black female judicial witness. Ted Cruz explaining Martin Luther King to Katanji Jackson. Wow. So I'm thinking of the little guy this morning. You know, maybe you've noticed over the years that I have been a vocal advocate for the Big Ten Conference. I'm jealous for the thriving of that conference. And there are so many great Wolverines and Boilermakers here, including my wife. And I feel terrible that all nine Big Ten teams have been eliminated from March Madness. But boy, it's hard not to be excited about a tiny Jersey City Jesuit school with 2,100 commuter first-generation college students thrashing a Goliath with 41,000 students. So recently, a rich alumnus provided a proper basketball arena for St. Peter's. Until recently, they'd been playing in some shabby community center. But he's provided a proper basketball arena now. He's an alumnus, 
When he played in 1968, his name's Tom McMahon. When he played in 1968, he was a basketball star. In 1968, the St. Peter's Peacocks broke the national record, set the national record for most points in a game, over 90. This is before the three-point bucket. 90 points a game. They ran around so chaotically and frenetically that they were nicknamed Run, Baby, Run. So guess which they call, what they call the new arena. Run, baby, run, peacocks. It's never any fun to be mocked and humiliated. And I suppose that it is scant comfort if you are mocked and humiliated to know that Jesus wore that crown of thorns and stood in your place and took all of that into himself. Maybe it's scant comfort, but at least you've that. And if you're shy and small and gentle and you've been disgraced by swaggering hooligans who want to belittle you, just remember that he was there first and we have not a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our shame. He took that shame and killed it on the cross. True, it's all around us. It's still here, but it does not matter anymore. Because sometimes it's our wounds that make us proper vessels for God's glad grace. Yes, sometimes it's the stigmata we present to the world that make us proper vessels of God's glad grace. A few months ago, 25 puppies were delivered from a kill shelter in Mississippi to a similar shelter in Jackson, Michigan, where the caretakers promised to find homes for all these puppies. Within one week, 24 of the 25 puppies found a forever home. There was just one left. Her name was Lacey, and the caretakers feared that nobody would want her because she had a cleft lip. And then a four-year-old boy named Bentley wanders into the shelter and takes one look at Lacey and falls desperately in love and takes her home because when Bentley was five months old, he had his first procedure for the correction of cleft lip and he faces many, many more, including one that includes a bone graft, but at least he will not be alone. With her crooked, unfinished smile, Lacey will be by his side. Bentley takes a nap with Lacey every day on the dog bed with the larger dog that's already in the household. Sometimes it's what cr what's crooked and twisted and awkward about us that make us something that God wants us to be. Thorns are all over the pages of the Bible, as you might guess. It's a book written for agrarian folk. So thorns are all over, including most famously very early, very near the beginning of the story, after the first man and the first woman have disobeyed their creator, and God comes down to the garden to dispense the penalties. And so for the serpent, he's sentenced to crawl on his belly until the end of time. And the first woman is sentenced to endure the terrible pain of childbirth until the end of time. And as for the man, his sentence is 
to work like a dog till the day he dies. God says, because you have disobeyed your creator, the earth is cursed because of you. Because of you, the earth will bring forth nothing but thorns and thistles. And you will earn your bread by the sweat of your brow till the day you yourself return to the earth. And they say that Jesus wore that crown of thorns to reverse that curse. They say that one day all the thorns in the earth will be gathered into one place and burned in a gigantic bonfire or broken into little pieces. I hope that it is so in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Amen.